Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast on all. It's absolutely beautiful. Gorgeous. February 1st. Crazy. In Chicago. It's like it's like sp- February. Sun's out. Uh, sun's out, guns out. Let's it go. Was like I might lay it out was outside honestly today. like springtime. I thought you guys were talking about me. I mean, that's it felt like pure it, beauty. It honestly it felt like the the first weekend of March Madness. Like when oh, the spring yeah. hits. Yeah. And yeah. you lose the fairly Dickinson. Blows it. You know, last night felt a little March Madness. It did. March yeah. Madness. Yeah. So uh before we uh, um discuss how Matt Painter cheated last night, um <laughs> we got some Loser. diehards to welcome. Mr. Mark Carmen, Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, Greg Braggs Jr. with you. Got a fun show for you playing today. More Senior Bowl content. Nicholas Moriano still down there on his week-long trip from Frisco, Texas to Mobile, Alabama. Uh, he'll return home tomorrow. Uh, you know, I haven't heard, I haven't heard the name Veet all week. I'm just wondering when yeah. I hear that. That's a good. You know what? It was on the tip of my tongue yesterday, and then we kind of had to move on. So maybe we'll get the Veets Deets today. Uh. Okay. Speed, so Hoag's top 100 is out, and it's the our newest value add to becoming a diehard, let's, allchgo.com. Let's clarify. There's 20. Well, we're calling it the Bears 100, but there's only 20, so don't, yeah. We're working Whatever. our way up. Yeah. There. To it's a process. We're on our way to 100. I can't wait to contribute greatly, by the way. We need to talk about my role in this uh yeah, how many games. highlights did you put in there last night? I, I put in some. The, you I, did? Yeah. Wow, look at Law Got coming some, through. Uh, I, some Brock Bowers. I only put in two. Bowers, uh, D- Dallas Turner, and then uh, the lineman from Bama. My guy. Yeah. This uh, is a collaborative effort. Uh, we, we'll, we're we going to put in all the highlights, but yeah, last I night put I, some, I got um, the big goose egg. I put some Zach Eady highlights in there. Sure you did. He needs to learn how to get a proper number on the back of his uniform. That thing looks ridiculous. Also, if uh, referees would stop <laughs> calling fouls that are, don't exist, that'd be great, too. Hey, but shout out to our new diehards. Uh, we give you all the value, and we appreciate it greatly. It's a phenomenal way, if you like the show, to support us. AllCHGO.com. Become a diehard. Discounts on our merch. We've got our private Discord. We're hanging out. And now the, the Hogue 100 on the way with the top 20. So new ones coming in today. I mean, Jackie, what a name. A personal favorite, seriously. Yeah. Okay. So so versatile, so so talented on, on the ice, off the ice, the whole thing. Jackie Moon. Uh, I you know just just it's it. I, I'm I'm very excited Jackie about this particular Brown. diehard. Jackie Blue. Yeah. Ooh, is this the Jackie, Jackie we know? Blue. I don't know. Uh, okay. So I, don't, I really don't okay. know. Um, Nico, the MVP. Order. I mean, straight versatile. Does it inside? Does it outside? Can shoot it. Nico, huge Bears fan, huge diehard. Our guy Aaron. We know it ain't Rogers. Don't call me Cromer either. Double A. Our guy, pair of aces, man, straight money. Our guy, Aaron. Braggs, you're fired Quit up about it. saying our guy. A-A-Ron. Why, why? Wait, wait, wait. Everybody stop. Oh, they just called another foul on Northwestern. Yep. yep. As they should. Yeah. Uh, forget about that. That doesn't matter. William. My guy, William. For the W. Victory. Don't tell me how rocky the waters are. Just dock the boat. My guy, William. Love you, William. Thank you for being here, my friend. Uh, Edie. I mean, what Zach? Can, I mean, what can, no. Spelled differently. What can you say about Edie? Edie. So unpredictable. My favorite diehard. Edie Let's Brickell. go. Edie, Edie, Edie Brickell and the New Bohemians? Could be. Could be. But I don't think so. This, I mean, this Edie, unpredictable. I mean, creative. What was that telling? Edie Brickell and the New Bohemians. She had... Uh, oh. What I am is what I am. There it is. Thank yeah. you. I knew yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, EDC is the daylight when others are seeing 
just straight clouds. I, we love the brilliance that Edie's bringing in here. I love our diehards, but we do have a show to do. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I mean I'm just going to keep doing this. Mick. The best partner you could ever ask for. Mick, will, he's going to drive you to places you've never been uh, before. I love you, Mick. Thanks for being here. Larry, the comedic relief we need in, in, this, in this rough time. So Caleb and Justin, thank you, Larry, for bo- becoming a diehard. Do um, Larry Strickland? He's in the chat all the time. Yeah. Is it him? Do we know? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Gentleman Jim, so underrated, rarely talked about. Everyone thinks McMahon, but I'm thinking 2001. I'm thinking 11 and 2. I'm thinking Gentleman Jim Miller. Way cooler than Sales Guy Jim. Always good to get a shot at Sales Guy's Jim. <laughs> we might be talking to Jim McMahon next week, by the way. We might be talking to Jim McMahon next week, and that'll wrap up our diehards. Okay. Yes. Thanks, everybody. All Keep right. coming. Well, um,. We're not going to lead the show with, you know, how Purdue had. We already have. No, we're not going to take your little subtle pot shots. Now move on. And Quit oh. crying. Don't worry. There's something for you coming up. Yeah. Chris Collins with the greatest ejection of all time. I've really, really enjoyed it. It was fantastic. I, I seriously, well, I is, left. Is that later? That's later? That's, that's later. That's okay. later. Yeah. That's yeah. Later. We're not talking about that now. We're going to talk about it later. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, we are going to talk about. Because this has become a little bit of a conversation this week, and um, I, don't, I think it's I think it's somewhat relevant to this year. I think it's a completely different situation. I think it does need to be discussed. Certainly on Twitter this morning, um, but there was a draft that we all remember well. Yep, in 2017, that uh, did not go the Bears' way, and I think it's important to discuss lessons that can be learned from that draft. Not only because of, you know, um, mistakes Bears made, but a lot of teams made. And I think it's specifically, if we're going to narrow it down to something, actually has to do with the evaluation of Patrick Mahomes. But um, I don't know. There's been a lot of different stuff out there this week about, like, trusting draft experts and... and um, like, like, here's here's my advice. You you make up your own mind, right? Read what you want to read, trust what you want to trust, and make up your own mind. Like, nobody is ever sitting here to, a, 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 with any draft prospect talking in absolutes. I certainly am not. If you read my analysis that I eventually boil down to when we get to draft week, Every single pro- – yes, eventually we put it in a ranking, right? Because, like, it's just sort of what you do. Ultimately, that's what teams have to do. They have to rank their guys, too. They have to decide between one and two and which one's one and which one's two when it comes down to it. But even the teams, they know when they draft these guys that it's a range of possibilities. There are a range of outcomes here. Yep. It, 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 they're going to go to the podium and be like, we love this guy absolutely. We had conviction across the board. But inside, they know – when they trade up for Mitch Trubisky in 2017, that there is a chance it does not work out. Okay? So, I, I just think that that needs to be, like, established here as we have these conversations over the next few months. No one's talking in absolutes here. Any prospect I tell you about, I know there's a chance it might not work out, and I know that there's a, there's a chance it could. Right? And, and that's why you end up with Brock Purdy's. This is why you get paid the big money. And you get fired and this, when you make the mistakes. Exactly. Yeah. This is why you get fired. This is why when you go back to 2017, yeah. 
Do people remember who made the trade? Oh, God, that actually scared me. What just happened? <laughs> what just happened? Oh, do you want to see? Do you want to see that again? Oh, oh there I is. see. Okay. Yeah. Well, when you go back, little to Mortal Kombat. Whoop dee. When you, when you go back to 2017. For those listening to the podcast, Ryan Pace's face just creeped yeah. up onto the screen. And you look at what the Kansas City Chiefs did. Do you, Braggs? Because I think you represent America. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember what pick the Chiefs had before they traded up? Twenty. Probably not, right? I, I didn't remember either. 20, 27? 27. Yeah. Yeah, they were do you in know the AFC they, Championship. Do you, know, do you remember who they traded with at I 10? Do. Yeah, the Bills, right? Bills. They traded with the Buffalo Bills. Who, All right. Who had a miracle that they ended up with Josh Allen after that. Which, yes. Otherwise, they'd be talking about that forever right now. And they still are as Josh Allen loses to Mahomes. As they should be. Yeah. You, they, they used the number one pick the next year that they got in the deal to be able to go up and get Josh Allen. It would have been a lot easier if they had just taken Patrick Mahomes, if they had known who Patrick Mahomes was. But the reason why they went up to 10 is because they knew the Saints at 11 were taking him. Sean Payton loved him. I mean, his, his comments I, that I was just going back and reading about, I thought it was interesting. Um, Peyton, he was the best I ever evaluated coming out of college, and there's a gap between the next one. That's what he said. He's that good. He was outstanding. The he is Mahomes. He is Mahomes. We got out on the field. We throw. We work out. You know, it's windy out there. He reminded me of Favre. He's the, he had that. Not just gunslinger, but he could torque his body, and he could create the speed on the ball without feet having to be set or perfectly set. And, oh, by the way, Sean Payton is the where this whole – start of this generational word being thrown and attached to Caleb Williams. Sean Payton is the one who was on an interview with Colin Coward last season saying that's how he defined Caleb Williams. And that's kind of what started this trickle down of this echo chamber of generational talent. Great throwing right there. So I just think it's interesting when you go back in time, like they lost, they, they had the guts to go up from 27 to 10. And like, when you look back on it, I mean, Patrick Mahomes' last game, he threw for 583 yards. He also, if you just look at his just strict numbers, the dude threw the ball a ton. Mitch Trubisky had 572 college throws. Yeah. 572. That ain't enough, man. Um, you know, Mahomes had 1,207. So he just he had played a lot more football. Same thing with Deshaun Watson too, who had way more action playing for think, Clemson well, as well. Which which is exactly why I want to bring this topic up today because you know I did have Trubisky ahead of Mahomes. I had a Trubisky, Watson, Mahomes. Now what I think is important, and what I was talking about on Twitter earlier this morning, is we get so caught up in these rankings that we lose sight of what the actual analysis is. Like, I think it's even extremely unfair to put out some type of graphic looking at Mel Kuyper, Mike Mayock, what, whatever, and just say, these were how they had them ranked. Because it goes back to what I was just talking about. There's a range of outcomes for every single player. The only rankings that ultimately matter are the rankings that are inside that board at House Hall. Okay? But... Within the rankings, if you actually read the analysis, then you can come to your own conclusions on this, okay? 
So, and I'll give you a couple examples here, okay? So, because while those rankings of mine, obviously seven years later, are wrong, but was the actual analysis wrong? I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I did point out with Mitchell Trubisky, I said his lack of experience, only 13 college starts, shows at times he struggled against defenses that were very good at disguising coverages, relying on his primary target too often. I gave him credit for his very good 5-1 to touchdown and interception ratio, which was a plus. And I put a lot of stock, especially the Stanford tape, where he made a lot of clutch throws and his wide receivers let him down at the end of the, the Sun Bowl that we heard Ryan Pace talk about a lot, too. What I think is important here is even though I had Mitch number one and he was drafted number two overall, does not mean that that's how I viewed him. I had a mid to late first round grade on him. So even though I had him number one, I didn't love him. I had a lot of concerns about him. I thought he was worth taking a chance on. But I said here, Trubisky would be best served to end up on a team that does not need to play him right away. He needs time to adjust to taking snaps under center running a pro-style offense, and reading more complex NFL defenses. So the fears there ended up being realized. Now, on the flip side, when we talk about Patrick Mahomes, okay, if there's anything I'm wrong here on, specifically in the analysis, is the conclusion that I gave him a second-round grade, Mahomes. Like, obviously, we now know he's he's the greatest, right? (laughs) Okay. Hogue fired. Um, But let's hear it. What What did you say? I'll read you the whole thing on Mahomes. The Brett Favre comparisons are legit. On one of the tapes I watched, Mahomes threw a pass left-handed. He's simply a freewheeler on the field. His mechanics are all over the place. He makes dangerous decisions, and he's way too eager to retreat backwards and leave the pocket to throw on the move. But my God, can Mahomes throw the football. He probably has the best arm in this year's draft. This is just a big boomer bust prospect. Can you rein him in and mold his raw talent into a legitimate NFL passer? The confidence and swagger pops off the tape, but Texas Tech's offense makes it really hard to gauge how much Mahomes knows as a quarterback. Where I would draft him? Second round. You're either drafting one of the most fun quarterbacks to watch in the entire league or a guy who can't put it together enough to trust as a starter. So what do we learn from that? It's that... Because in my analysis of ultimately saying I would not draft him to the second round, I compared him to a Hall of Fame quarterback. And I still have my notes on him. And I remember watching the film. And it's probably to this day, even more so than Caleb Williams now, the most fun college tape I have ever watched. It really is fun. But by the way, Mahomes didn't win a lot in college. I heard Cap mention a game this morning I was driving down that they lost to Iowa State like 60 to 10 or something. Right. Okay, and Iowa State was awful. <clears throat> right. Um, I don't know. So, was, wasn't David Montgomery on that team? Right. Yeah. I probably was. Shout out. So w- what I'm getting at here is what can we learn from this? Like instead of harping on, you know, I gave you a range of outcomes there. Yep. Right. For Mahomes, it was Hall of Fame Brett Favre to if you can't rein him in. He, he's got a possibility uh, to there, be a complete and, and total so, buck. And there's so many variables that go into a player working out. And not as we've learned here in Chicago, you know, your, your personnel around you, the coaching staff around you, you know, it, it's a timing thing sometimes in the NFL. Would Patrick Mahomes be Patrick Mahomes if he didn't have Andy Reid and that, you know, 
you know, Tyree Kill and, and Travis Kelsey He'd around be really him. good. He'd be very good. I'm certainly not taking anything around away from uh, who Patrick Mahomes is a player outside of that. But we do forget what I was talking about in that analysis that, like, he did need to end up in a place where he could take all that raw talent and put it together. Now, I think, I think in hindsight, we, I'm going to say we now because it goes way beyond just myself, we're not giving him enough credit for what he probably already knew as a quarterback right. at Texas Tech. But then again, the situation he ended up in very quickly was the perfect spot for him. And when you look at who was in that front office, Ryan Poles, who was a big part mm-hmm. of the decision to bring in Patrick Mahomes, what is one of the big things he said in their evaluation? Grade the flashes. And so when you're trying to advance this to this year and talking about you know how much you're going to weigh the different parts of the evaluation process – Grading the flashes. If you're grading the flashes with Caleb Williams, the grade's going to come out pretty high. So, but I think another important part of this is now as we look at 2024, we look at Caleb Williams, or we talk at, or we look at anybody, we now know Patrick Mahomes exists. So it's a lot easier to take college film like that and translate it to the NFL. Like seven years, this is a real thing, guys. Like, quarterback plays constantly evolving and it has right. changed a lot right. even since that right. draft class in 17 right like there, there was no Mahomes before Mahomes the closest thing probably was Brett Favre which is why I referenced him in what I wrote yes and he was not exactly the same thing at all I mean in a lot of ways that there's the freewheeling but Mahomes has turned out to be much better protector of the football even and that's why he's better but like that was, I think we're just, we can't lose perspective of what it really was back in 2017. It was really hard to picture everything that Mahomes could do in college and project it into the NFL. So shout out to Sean Payton, one of the best coaches ever, who was able, able to do that. Again, that's why he gets paid to do that, and obviously he believed it. And then everybody with the Chiefs, that that... They're the ones who ultimately did it and moved up and got them and made you know the best decision in their franchise's history. So it's right, just to, to, to point out Tim Couch in 1999 has no bearing to how it, the quarterback useless. evaluation does nowadays, just because he was a bust at one. Well, I mean, I think I think the lean in for me at least is bet on the high end talent. You 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 don't know how this is going to turn out. That's what history has told you. So if you're going to take the swing, go for the dude who can run around like a maniac, who can throw it through a wall, who has elite traits that you're just not going to find anywhere if you're going to take the swing. And if you're wrong, if it just turns out that he can't learn how to play the NFL game, well, then that's the way that went. But I... you. You have to be so incredibly talented to play that position in the NFL right now with the lunatics that are running around and what they're asking you to do. I, I, well, and that's, I, that, that's, that's where, to me, like when you look back at that draft, it's like this guy was at the top of that list. And so, and I think it's fair to say when you watch Caleb Williams' tape at USC, like he's going to have to learn to play under center more in the NFL, yep. right? So there's, there's going to be an adjustment period to coming into the NFL. But the thing that I think is encouraging is when you look at – the quarterbacks that are in the league that are from the Lincoln Riley, Cliff Kingsbury co- coaching tree, 
You've got Baker Mayfield, who's played well this year. You've got Kyler Murray. You've got Patrick Mahomes. You know, the, the, to me, they're showing that these guys came from this system and were able to translate their talent and ability to uh, to the NFL. So I, I think that's another indicator of when we talk about the floor and the ceiling. Right, all those guys, because I've seen that thrown out there as like a negative, like, like, oh, Baker Mayfield didn't make it in Cleveland, so stay away from Caleb. And Kyler hasn't been perfect in Arizona, so stay away from these Kingsbury guys. But the problem with that argument... Jalen Hurts, too. Is, yes. But all these guys, though, have proven to be, at minimum, starters in the league. They're not all Patrick Mahomes. Only Mahomes is. But the floor there with these Kingsbury guys seems to be... If you're again, we get back to that floor. The floor is NFL starter. Okay, like that's if that's the floor, then then the risk is probably worth taking. Flex Dick Shelby Santa floor is very funny. Let me, uh, yes, listen, right. This guy's going to be a he's going to be a starting quarterback. I have no idea what you just said. It was a uh, you guys don't know Show Me Sand Floor from uh, Karate Kid. From Karate Kid, come on. No. That's a funny reference. Sorry, I forgot. You don't watch movies or know anything about it. So far this morning, and we're now in the afternoon, Karma's referenced the TV show Dallas. Yeah. Great show. Great show. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, who killed JR? Because Hogue didn't get a reference. Who killed JR? Well, exactly. That's why Hogue didn't get it. All right, regardless. I like where you're at here, Adam Hogue, getting back on topic, which is the worst case scenario for a dude is that he's a starting quarterback. Is a, is a, should give you some comfort at night when you put your head on the pillow if that's what the guy you're drafting. And, and also, to be clear, because I did start this by, like, we don't talk in absolutes. Sure, there's a chance that that ends up not being the floor. That's of, what I believe the, that's the floor. I'm allowed to tell you my opinion on that. But sure, is there some world where Caleb Williams completely busts out? I guess, because there always is, right? Just like for Brock Purdy, there was some scenario where he ends like, up being sure, one of the best sure, starters he, in the sure, league. He, but get, like, he gets hurt making the uh, making NFL money. All the guys are already making a ton of money. Goes to his, But the, that's not – it doesn't seem like that's his personality well, at all. And, and so quarterback play has changed so much over the last 30 years. And it, I think harder to understand if a quarterback was going to translate from college to the NFL – it was run dominant. You know, when I was growing up in the 90s, early 2000s, it was about the running backs coming out. You know, if you were a big-time running back from Texas, that was that's who you wanted. Ricky Williams, Cedric Benson, you know. You, I was going to say, it, you loved Cedric Benson. You yeah. thought that was the answer. Right. So, but now it's about, like, quarterbacks are adjusting to the NFL much faster because of what they're asked to do at the college level. So when you date back all the way to Terry Bradshaw and list off every number one pick that was a quarterback, well, the thing I think you start to see is from 2010 on, the number one picks, Andrew Luck, Cam Newton, Kyler Murray, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, you know, they – there's bit the only one that you can find in that whole group is Jameis Winston, who is deemed a bust, and even he had a four thousand yard He's passing still going, season. Man. Uh, you know, it, it, obviously he is not worthy of a number one pick, but it just goes to show you like there's less Tim Couch examples with the number one pick than than there are you know. The, the players that have worked out here recently. You, you move beyond that, yes, you're going to have your Zach Wilsons yeah, yeah. and things of that nature, but just speaking strictly from number one, can't miss 
players generational you know and I don't think a lot of these guys the term generational has been attached to Kyler Murray or you'll you might be able to find one guy here or there Bryce Young uh but you know Trevor Lawrence I think did get that tag well you you put in our slack the other day this clip from David Shaw yep and I don't think we've referenced it on the show yet this week but that was pretty damn telling and I apologize because I don't know off the top of my head where he said it but there's a clip of David Shaw, the old Stanford coach, going around. Of course, he coached Andrew Luck at Stanford. And he said, the only 10 out of 10 for me was Andrew Luck. And the next thing closest to that for me was Trevor Lawrence. Well, now Caleb Williams is the next thing closest to that. And if he's not a 10 out of a 10, he's 9.99999 out of 10. Like, that's David Shaw, one of the best offensive minds out there who coached Andrew Luck. I mean, that's pretty... And and by the way, and I want to ask Nick this when he comes on the show here, he's down there in Mobile with the rest of the NFL world right now, and I've been seeing some tweets and stuff like this sort of hinting at this, but like, as we drive ourselves crazy every day having this Justin versus Caleb debate, it's like the debate doesn't even exist, I feel like, in the actual NFL world. Right. Like well, that's the, where, and that's like where the fans, consensus is just, no, they're going to go Caleb. That's where fans get frustrated, though, because the players in the locker room... Players around the league that have played against him, players that have that are former players that have played in the league, uh, it's almost all the way across the board. They're saying stick with Fields. He's got a lot of talent. And then when you talk about the evaluators or the media members, they're swinging a different way. So it, it, I think for a lot of fans that watch our show or or are taking content, you know, on social media, they feel like there's this line in the sand of a. a propaganda one way or the other and and the players are sticking up for what they know and the evaluators are sticking up in a different way and and then proving what they've gotten wrong like we've been talking about here early on i think it's a good point in the show right now as we took it talk quarterback into the Caleb and Justin thing is to think about getting yourself some extra support in life and do it with better help that's right this show is sponsored by better help we're actually talking about relationships right now a common misconception as hog leaves for a second here about, uh, uh, a common misconception about relationships brags yes is that they have to be easy or they have to be right yeah, sometimes the best nothing's, ones nothing's easy with me that's correct sometimes the best ones that you have with with beautiful jenny they happen when both people put in the work to make them great. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with friends, coworkers. I'm calling you today, better help. Uh, work, significant others, literally anyone. So listen, bottom line, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible. It's suited to your schedule. It's an easy... Just not, uh, you know, you're not uprooting your life to do this. You're just getting in front of your computer and bang, somebody's in, right in front of you to help you work through some stuff. BetterHelp's phenomenal. Uh, all you got to do is fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist. Um, and you can, by the way, you can switch therapists anytime if it, for no additional charges if it doesn't click with the first person you talk to. Become your own soulmate. That's, that is the goal for great relationships, whether yep. you're looking for one or not. Got to be, got to take care of number one first. Betterhelp.com slash CHGO today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com slash CHGO. 
By the way, I'm back for the podcast listeners since you told them I left. I missed you. Oh. You were going up to dial up BetterHelp. I did. I just made a quick, a quick phone call. Yeah, well, there you go. BetterHelp. Gregory? Yes, sir. <laughs> this is not looking good. How are you? I'm great. Okay. I'm doing better. Last night, you know, I got in my feelings a little bit on my ride home from Mackie. People being mean to me on Bear's Twitter. And so BetterHelp, I think, is something I need to... Seek out, but today I'm a new man. I'm ready. Okay, I took the rocks yeah. and the bullets. That's great, but that was the wrong answer to the question. The correct answer was get fitted out in the best sports gear around with oh, Foco. Yeah, I was supposed to do the Foco read. <laughs> I, mean, I even put that in there. <laughs> hey, shout out Foco. I love you guys, man. I didn't forget about you. Yeah, you did. You did though. <laughs> um, but don't forget about their hoodies, their shoes, their signs, their bobbleheads, and everything in between. If you maybe you're going to a basketball or a hockey game. Greg went to a basketball game last night. Oh, yeah. I did not, although it turned out to be a good move. I was able to watch a lot of games at the same time, which was good. Uh, show off your love with team-branded friendship bracelets. You guys need some friendship bracelets. We do. Seriously. You definitely need some. We do. Welcome. Uh, jackets, beachwear, even overalls. You going to rock some overalls on Radio Row next week, Greg's? Sure. Okay. <laughs> There's something for fans for almost every occasion. Of course, our set decorations here, a lot of them are from FOCO. Please go show them some love in return. Check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use promo code CHGO10 for 10% off. Nick! I think he's having a bad hair day. Why would you say that? I think he's got a bad it's hair day. Beautiful. It's it's gorgeous. Yeah, he's, he's like the guy's normal he's, like perfection. He's got he's no, got he's he's showing it off for the last time he's got a, he gets he's, a cut. Let me tell you something. Oh there's man, a particle out of place. If you ever intro me to this show as a guest by knocking my hair, yeah, I will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> really? Damn. That would get that would get under your skin. Is it's that just, what it would it's take? It's just rude. Yeah. It's Nick, my guy. I think you look great. Nick, you're having a bad hair day. And look, haha, we have more sun than you today, it looks like. Nick, you look like shit. <laughs> Me and Bragg's together. Nick, it's great to see you, buddy. Whether you're having a good hair day, bad hair day, mid hair day. Late night at Veets. We know what's going on down there. It was right. a uh, 2 a.m. or at Veets. Yeah, no, but I'm getting a haircut tomorrow, you guys. So. Veets, Deets. Like, damn. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> I know, right? All right, well, hey. let me try to get you back on track because I think you look outstanding. Uh, me too. How are the prospects looking, more importantly? Yeah, they're looking good, unlike my <laughs> hair, apparently. But uh, what's the hat on? <laughs> uh, no, so guys, uh, Marshawn Lloyd, the USC running back, I think is continuing to have a just three good practices here. And in this last practice, I thought you saw a little bit more physicality. Uh, they were kind of ramping it up with some low red zone plays, and Marshawn Lloyd keeps the feet moving. You guys, there's one play where he got stopped about four or five yards short of the end zone. Keeps the legs moving. The offensive line comes from behind him. Eventually gets into the end zone, but yeah, he's uh, having a really good camp. And Adam, our guy from Marshall, mm-hmm. tore his bicep. Uh, so uh, Marshawn Lloyd, I think, uh, was able to show out with you know a guy like Ali not obviously being able to practice. Yeah, I think Pelicero reported that he's going to be out four to six months with that one. So that's a uh, that's a big blow going into the draft. Maybe some value later on in the draft, though. But yeah, um, the more and more I watch Lloyd, the USC running back. Maybe you compare him with uh, with Caleb Williams, teammates coming over. Um, that being said, he might be RB1 at this point. So he might end up going earlier uh, than you want if you're trying to acquire him with the Bears uh, draft pick situation. 
right now. Um, Nick, well, I, mean, I wanted to ask you this. Well, I was going to say, and, and Nick spoke with him yesterday, yeah. talking about you know Caleb's competitiveness. And we all saw last year how Ryan Poles at the Combine had these guys doing darts and putt-putt. So yeah. I think that dug into that. So Nick, sure for those that, that didn't see that clip, you want to share that story? Yeah, I just wanted to get some insight on, you know, we have obviously Marshawn Lloyd and also Brendan Rice, the USC players here, just to kind of, again, get insight on Caleb Williams. And I asked him, what, what is he like? What is it like playing with him? What is he like as a person? But super down to earth, really competitive. And he, po- he pointed out um, Marshawn Lloyd, like whether it's bubble gum chewing or a dodgeball tournament, this guy wants to win literally at everything. And you know, you can see it in how he loses. He lost that dodgeball game to Marshawn Lloyd's team. And, you know, it didn't sit well with Caleb. He wanted to win even something as simple as that, but super competitive, but also just a really good person off the field. And he also praised Caleb's uh, leadership as well. I know, again, there's a lot of, a lot of things being said about Caleb Williams right now, but as of course, as he was, as he's going to say all good things about Caleb Williams. Do you know who Brendan Rice's father is? I do not. Ugh. Do you know who Brendan Rice's father is? Reggie Wayne. <sighs> the last name, for God's sakes. Rice. Oh, yeah. Jerry. That's oh, good. Jerry Rice. That's good. That's good lineage right there. The, re- the reason I bring that up, though, is I don't know why that's not a bigger thing. I feel like a lot of people don't know that. And even me, yeah. I'm telling you, I think it was early October, maybe late September. When I realized that Jerry Rice's son, and it was because I was watching Caleb Williams, and, and I'm like, wait, Jerry Rice's son is on USC? I did know that at one point, and then I forgot about that I knew that, apparently. <laughs> well, he's at the I, Senior Bowl now. Hanging yeah. out with, and Jerry's there today. I saw him all over TV. Yeah, and think. Brendan, I think, had a – yeah, I got to go find him um, with my bad hair. Uh, but, no, Brendan, I thought he had a pretty good practice today, you guys. Um he was uh, in the one-on-ones. He, he had four, four opportunities. He won three of the four opportunities. And, you know, what I like about him, you know, being one of the bigger wide receivers here at 6'2", 212, he ran a, a little pivot route, breaking out to the outside. But getting a, being able to get out of his break, create a window for the quarterback to throw to, I thought that was big for him, just kind of seeing how he can move in space. And then he had a nice contested catch, back right corner of the end zone in the low red zone period. So using that that size to his advantage, but I thought he was one of the better wide receivers in the first practice. Let's keep talking playmakers, Nick, who, 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 I don't care position running back wide receiver, even on the defensive side of the ball. Like what playmaker have you seen? That's excited you if, if that you haven't talked about a ton yet. Yeah. One guy that I think uh, should get a little bit more love is the Oregon defensive lineman, Brandon Dolores, six, three, two seventy two. He's been making plays in the first two practices, but, just watching him today, he was able to collapse a pocket in the team drill where, you know, the quarterback was trying to sit there, look through his reads, but, you know, Brandon's there just kind of collapsing the pocket. But you, you can te- you can also just notice him because of that green helmet too. So you're like, who is this guy consistently creating pressure? So that was one guy that, you know, I didn't highlight the last two times I came onto the show, but today's finally a day to give Brandon Dolores, um, you know, his time because he's been making some plays consistently in the three practices. Yeah, I mean, how about uh, Lad McConkey? I know that we haven't talked about him here much. I know he gets a lot of national buzz, uh, so it's not like he's a secret. But I'm definitely intrigued about where where I where he might fall and if the chances the Bears can pick up a guy like him because you know I watched a lot of him in college and I think he's got a lot of potential. I don't think that's a big revelation. 
Yeah, no, I, I mean, I feel like that can almost fit for, you know, a lot of these guys, Greg, where like even, you know, a guy like McConkey or, you know, even like the Georgia guys, the Georgia wide receivers that have been here, um, both completely different builds, but you watch them in these one-on-one drills and you're like, wow, like these guys can definitely have a football team. So I feel like that, that kind of um, perception of these players, it, it's definitely something that you can apply to a lot of these guys. And that's what's so great about the senior role too. You're having some of the best competition to go up against each other. The one-on-ones are always going to be the staple here, but yeah, that's why, you know, that's why every, we were talking about it yesterday, every single team is here and they have a bunch of scouts here to try to analyze, find those next guys that can help their roster. Nick, we're going to have a little receiver conversation. Would you say... Wait, hopefully not a little receiver conversation because I'm sick of little receivers. Well, could be, <laughs> that's the excellent point, Log. We're going to have a big receiver or um, a mid-level side receiver conversation coming up here. Would you say that you have been overly impressed with what you've seen so far or more, you know, I don't know, just standard, this looks like a normal draft of wide receivers as far as I can tell with my own eyes at the senior ball? No, I, I mean, I like what I've seen from – there's a bunch of different guys that I think throughout these practices have stood out, whether it's a guy – again, okay, so the, the national team roster. I, you've seen Roman Wilson stand out. You've seen Brendan Rice stand out today. You've seen Ricky Persall stand out. Um, Xavier, Xavier Leggett from South Carolina is another guy that, you know, stood out. So I think there's been opportunities for a bunch of different guys with different body types – Who've, who've had their moments. So if you're a team in need, yes, they're the top maybe three guys that are going to be in the first round, but I think you can get some contributors, you know, on day two, day three. Puka Nakua was here, you know, right. just a couple of years ago. And he obviously, you know, is one of, the, one of the best wide receivers already. So not to say that you can't find talent um, later on in, in the draft. But that's what I want to ask you, you know, compared to last year to this year, you know, this has been a highly touted wide receiver class this year. But as you mentioned, last year at the Senior Bowl, you had Puka Nakua, Jaden Reed. You had some different receivers that not only showed out in the season, but showed promise at the Senior Bowl. So how would you compare and contrast last year's wide receivers from what you saw, you know, when you were standing on the field to this year? Near impossible to do, but you got this, Nick. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's hard to, I mean, what Puka Nakua did, like, it's hard to see, like, oh, is one of these guys going to have, you know, a top five wide receiver season? That's maybe tough to say, but you mentioned Jaden Reed. Obviously, he did some really good things in Green Bay and Puka Nakua, but I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a class that stacks up, but I probably wouldn't put it on that level just because of, you know, how, how well Puka was able to do. And I think the situation matters, too. Like, there are some talented wide receivers, but it's all going to depend on where they go. But like I said, if you're in need of help at that position, there's some guys here that can definitely help the football team. All right, Nick, let's talk about what you're hearing down there in Mobile because part of the reason why we cover this and send bodies down there, um, good hair or bad hair, um, is because you're down there and you get to you get to interact with uh, a thousand other NFL media types and a thousand credentialed NFL employees that are also down there. What's the vibe as you're at Veets till 2 a.m.? What's the vibe? Like, what? what's the NFL world down there in Mobile talking about when it comes to this number one pick? What's the expectation? What are you hearing with your ears down there? 
Yeah, and actually, you know what, guys? Beats has actually closed down a little early, like the past two nights. I don't know what's going on here in Mobile. We it's have ridiculous. to kind of go to different place. Yeah, it it's is Marty, ridiculous. It's Mardi Gras right now, too, so that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's not making a lot of sense. But I think the consensus here is this, is that obviously with the Bears having a number one overall pick, that they're going to use it and draft. And it seems to be all the talks can kill the um, just from people I've talked to, just some of those late night conversations, um, that just seems to be like the most how could logical route, but also like how could you pass that up? Um, just based off of like what people have seen from Justin Fields, and I don't think that again, still he still his best football is ahead of him in my opinion. But when you have the number one pick for the second year in a row, I think most of the conversation just led like, yeah, we're going to use it. You're going to take Caleb Williams. You're going to reset the, the rookie quarterback clock. And, you know, you still got to add talent around him. But and we, we just kind of see, too, in this league, you just need to be able to be competitive in that position. It's not that Justin isn't, but I just feel like most people are like, oh, so you cover the Bears? Um, you're They're taking Caleb. It's like, right? in. I, I tend to agree with that. Right. And nobody actually knows. So, yeah. Nick, um, th- that's what everyone thinks. You, you're you're going to have your show tomorrow at noon back home. Uh, and you're going to have a ton of stuff to share. I know. But is there just anything else as you uh, get on a plane later today to come home that you that we still need to know from not only, you know, you, you've been on the road for a week now, like a scout in Frisco and in Mobile. Greatest life ever. Look at him. I mean, don't try to get back in his good graces. You, 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 I'm always in Nick's good graces. No, we are. We not are anymore. One. That's my left. There's one fielder. thing you don't do when you cross Nick when you talk, say something bad about his hair. <laughs> it's over. I mean, the dude looks like he just came out of bed. Like, look at him. He was at Veets like five hours ago. Give him a break. I took. I, I showered. I'm good. It's just you know the hair. The hat kind of messes up the hair. I'm getting a haircut no. tomorrow. The fade will be back. And listen, then my hair will never be. It will always a, be in perfect it's, it's shape. A, it's a low-level pathetic shot by me, but Nick is just so good-looking and so perfect. The one day that he doesn't have everything in place, I had to mention it. Jealousy is it's, it is. It's huge, yeah. enormous yeah. jealousy. Look at the guy. The guy's so incredibly dynamic. <laughs> what, what was the question? I'm just, sorry. Is there anything we're missing? You got anything else? If not, it's fine. We'll stop harassing you. Uh, Actually, real quick, I have to shout out Tory Taylor, Hunter, Iowa. Hell yeah! He, he yeah. So I was just watching him today, and the the different for uh, hopefully people don't tune out. It's punting, but the different rotations on the football that he's capable of just punting is it's it's pretty it's it's awesome actually to watch. Like he'll have it going for like there's a sideways one. There's a whole bunch of different variety that he has, and that's why you know that was the best thing Iowa could do last season. But you're looking for a punter. Corey Taylor's here, waiting to be drafted. Trent Taylor. Let's go. Or not Trent yeah. Taylor. Uh, Torrey Taylor, I mean, sorry. Trent Taylor. Know, I already played him. I'll be honest, I'm a little disappointed I didn't get the retweet on my uh, comment that you, you posted the photo of him on the other day, and I thought I, I had a good QT and didn't get the RT from uh, Moriano. I, I saw that. It was good. That's on me. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sorry there, Lawrence. No I'm going to retweet it right now. Car, no I, I'm sorry. I didn't see I it. So. He's Tory Taylor's from <laughs> Melbourne, Australia, for the record. Well, yeah, he's Nailed a punter. Mm-hmm. If, and, you, if you had threatened me on Twitter, I probably would have seen it. We him. talked about Taylor back when, was, <laughs> was, yeah. when, when Wisconsin played Iowa this year. I told you it was like the worst football game of all time, but it might have been the best punting performance I've ever seen. Guy's unbelievable. So it's 
I love that you just brought him up. Oh, there it is. I don't know who that is, but I don't know who is that. Who is that, Nick? We have a bunch of Bears people, like from all different backgrounds here. I feel like everywhere, honestly. Like, if you're looking for, obviously, scouts are you, over on this side, but Bears are being represented really well on the uh, like media portion as well. Hey, Nick. Even outside traditional. Nick, do you not know who just gave you a hug? Of course, I know. Well, who was it? Who was it? My guy, Will. Okay. Oh, that guy. The guy who stole my video. Was that him? Was that Will? Oh, there's Will. What up, Will? <laughs> Will, 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 straight stealing my videos, not giving credit. Thanks, Will. Appreciate you, buddy. Thief. Thief. <laughs> Will, right. a video that somebody wanted to steal? Yes. He took the... He, 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 he got the... Let's not oh. give it anymore. But the, the guy, that, 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 tell that dude that I'm coming for him. <laughs> Oh my God! Chuck, yeah, the Chuck Swords. Uh, I will when I. I will uh, go find him. <laughs> yeah, oh thank you. God. All right, see you, Nick. The mean streets of Bears Twitter. That was amazing. Never a great that, week out there. That was such. That was. He that stole was, your Chuck Swirsky on Justin Fields. Yes, yes. He put. He had it up for like three and a half seconds. I, I, I got, it was his birthday, and then so I put it out there, and because it was, and then I was like, maybe we want to save this. So it was. I put it out super late, and it didn't get. It didn't have a ton of, of likes or anything on there. So let me take it down because maybe I maybe we want to save this for our own stuff. This is are we still on the show? Is this still going on? We should be talking about this. But this guy apparently was up admitting and just just took the video, posted it as his own. <laughs> no credit. No credit. Wow. And now he's hugging Nick. That's Nick's interesting. That's that's you that now that guy Lawrence should sick sick you on him. Yeah, I don't appreciate that kind. I of don't. That that is some that's Twitters. that's bad juju right there. All right. Hogue. Yeah. Move forward. All right. We're, we, uh, I actually have a, a few different things I want to discuss here, including the uh, coaching cycle is now over. The dust is settled. And I have a question for you guys. Um, all right. But before we get to that, check out Empire Today. Because with Empire Today, you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guarantee. Empire Today is the best place to get new flooring. So, of course, they have copycats, but Empire cannot be beaten on quality service speed. So, competitors advertise low-quality products that Empire simply will not carry. Empire won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does that is putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in theirs. And they make it easy to figure out what flooring you need in your home. They have the virtual floor designer, a great way to see how new floors will look in any space. It's easy. Just snap a picture, instantly see how new floors will look in your room. And anybody who's put new floors in or even finished floors, you know the color and how it all works together with your furniture that already exists and your kitchen that already exists or whatever it is. You got to get the right color. That's what Empire does. They're going to help you out. Flooring is all Empire Today does. They live and breathe flooring so you can be confident you're getting honest upfront advice. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive $350 off when they use promo code CHGO. Again, that's promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See EmpireToday.com slash CHGO. That's your link. EmpireToday.com slash CHGO for details. All right, shout out to our friends at Game Time Tickets. You want to talk about that right now? Or no, you all right? I don't. It's funny, though. Okay. You, you know, 
we're gonna put a limit <laughs> on your phone for you and Twitter. That's that what one the, was funny though. I, I I understand, but you still need a limit. Game time is the fastest <laughs> and easiest way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events. And that's right. If you are going to the big game, Game Time has got you covered. One hundred dollars off if you buy a ticket to the big game. You know what I'm talking about with the code Vegas. 100 that's right vegas 100 100 off if you use game time to get your big game ticket and by the way you get 20 off your first purchase as you see on our youtube channel with your first purchase on chgo so by the way if you bought on game time before vegas 100 applies you get 100 off so get in there uh game time deals on tickets right to the start of the event after the event even an hour into it if you're hanging out so it's uh it's the best way to go. Come on, use Game Time tickets. Take the guesswork out buying tickets with Game Time right now. One hundred dollars off that big game with Vegas one hundred. And yes, terms do apply. Just download the Game Time app and use that code Vegas one hundred or CHGO for twenty dollars off your first purchase. I got my Justin Timberlake tickets. I thought people didn't like him anymore. I thought we He's, were done with him. Why, I'm why, not done with him. That guy's we, so talented. Why, why would uh, anyone not like him? A lot of negativity about the old JT lately. Really? Okay. I heard yeah, the new there's negativity boring. about Taylor Swift. Heard the new single's boring. I don't know. There's literally JT n- suck now, Case? Uh, she didn't hate JC Stanhar in the background didn't hate his, his, his SNL, Saturday Night Live. SNL, yes, Saturday Night I, I watched both I, were solid. I was watching. Oh, regardless, I'm going to be there. When? Where? June 21st, 22nd. Feels like a United Center? It is a UC. I think it could be bigger. But it's not. It's at the United Center. <laughs> I'll tell you, you, you need to come out this summer to um, nope. at the Salt Shed. The cul-de-sac? Uh, brother. I thought he was going cul-de-sac. At the, at the Salt Shed, so it's not as far, but parking. Oh, yes, not, it's actually in Chicago. Yeah, parking may be a little state. trickier than my cul-de-sac, but Brothers Osborne is going to be at the Salt Shed this summer. Well, that sounds fun. Should roll out, hang out with me and Jenny. Just the three We're of us? have a great time. Chris is invited. Carm's oh, I just want to make sure. Think I would ever go to an event like that with you? You've never heard of Brothers Osborne. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> yeah, that is absolutely correct. Brothers Osborne is great. All right, hold, all right, lead uh, us to the promise. So land. Dan Quinn was hired by Huzzah. the Washington Commanders as their new head coach, and I just thought it was interesting because we had these discussions, and the people who certainly wanted Matt Eberflus out. Mm-hmm. The thinking was, this is a can't-miss coaching year. You, Mike Tomlin's going to be available. Bill Belichick, Jim Harbaugh. When the dust settles, Bill Belichick didn't get a gig, which is kind of crazy. Greatest coach of all time. Nobody a little crazy. Him. No one needs him? Okay. But it's a little bit more complicated than that because there are um, – he probably wanted more power and – I think some teams are uncomfortable with that. And quite frankly, his record drafting players in the last decade has been horrible. That's exactly what I was looking for, Lawrence. Thank you for putting that on the screen. You got it. A Uh, whole lot of mid names in this list. So now that we know that Dan Quinn is the commander's head coach, he was the uh, other finalist with Matt Eberflus Mm -hmm. a couple years ago with the Bears. Mike McDonald goes to the Seahawks, a defensive head coach. Raheem Morris. I actually like Raheem Morris higher. Uh, Falcons, also a defensive head coach. Dave Canales, the fast riser. But if you had told us a month ago that Dave Canales was going to be a head coach and Bobby Slowick and um, 
Ben Johnson were not. Not sure anyone would believe you. Jim Harbaugh did get hired. So there you go. I mean, fans that wanted Jim Harbaugh, it did happen. He did move to the NFL. Um, Brian Callahan, the Bengals OC, goes to the Titans. Antonio Pierce just gets retained, went from interim to full-time head coach. And then Gerard Mayo promoted to take over for Bill Belichick. Now that you guys have seen, seen this list, are you comfortable with Matt Eberflus that they just chose to keep him? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I would have gone for the home run with Jim Harbaugh. I'll never pretend otherwise. But that didn't mean, just like when we talk about Caleb versus Justin, preferring one versus the other doesn't mean you hate the other. So I, I don't hate Matt Eberflus just because I wanted to replace him with Jim Harbaugh. I do see the progression that he made with the defense and the team overall. And so I understood that it was probably the safe bet to hold on to the continuity and the progression that the team had. So, uh, you know, I think it makes a lot of sense to keep him as your coach, keep the defense on its same trajectory, add another pass rusher or two to that defensive line, and now you've got an offensive coaching staff that you'll likely attach to a rookie quarterback. I think that makes a lot of sense uh, in a healthy environment uh, to develop a quarterback uh, and a team. I don't know if it was the safest, but it's definitely the most comfortable, clearly, uh, for Ryan Poles and company. That's what they did. By the way, we have not – Yes, I'm just – do any of those names not that are not Jim Harbaugh – would you rather have any of those guys over Matt Eberflus? Um, I mean, the Dave Canellis one certainly is interesting to see where he'll go. Um, Unfortunately, I think he went to a spot where it's going to be hard to succeed. Yeah, uh, he's definitely the intriguing name. Uh, if you're looking for a hot young name. The, I, I think the other thing that stands out about this list is that it's a lot of defensive guys. Yeah. And when mm -hmm. you talk about, you know, everybody's saying, oh, you got to get the offensive coach. The league's all of a sudden trending the other way. You yeah, know, five and of I, the eight hires were defensive guys. Yeah, five of the eight. And as my buddy Shane was texting me this morning, pointed out the first three picks in the draft are all from defensive coaches, you know, with Washington, Chicago, Washington, and New England. Mm. So uh, that's also an interesting element to this that likely could be three quarterbacks taking one, two, and three. It's more the names that are not on there for me. I mean, and they weren't going to do that, but obviously they didn't. Uh, I don't know. Mike Vrabel's pretty, pretty also interesting. Also a defensive guy. Yep, I get it. And, you know, his name's Bill Belichick. Like, he's, he's like, if the Bears had just, – just for the pure entertainment factor of – all of it would have been amazing. Belichick is coaching the Bears. How insane would that have been? Seriously. But hypothetically, if Bill Belichick, if you did some back channel conversations there and Bill Belichick said, well, wherever I go, I still want to have roster control. Would right. you have given him that over Ryan Poles right now? Because I would not have. I, I just don't like that formula. There's way too much going on, even even for the great Well, Bill it hasn't Belichick. worked in New England. Right. The roster sucks. Right. And he does a, okay. lots of really weird things. Let me draft this center in the first round that's going to go in the eighth round that doesn't exist, but I really like him. Uh, Bill, that's not good use of value there, bud. You can get that guy <laughs> in the third. If you really like that guy down there, then you trade the pick. You don't just take him there. I thought he let his dog draft. Yep, Maria. The, yeah. well, that might like have been you, his best draft. Like you were talking about the Ben <laughs> Johnson insurance policy for next year. You got Bill Belichick. Right. There. Well, there he is. Uh, we have not we've not saluted the the, the the big hire of the day, the assistant O line coach, Jason Huffling. I don't know what you have against Huffling that we haven't got Huffling, but we have not mentioned Huffling. 
Okay, Th- now we have mentioned it. What's the next? I thought, topic? I thought you were going to talk about Jeff Halfley going to the Packers. I thought that was hilarious. Yes. Well, we can get into that too. But Hoftling. Hoftling. I was here. We say. go a Hoftling, a Hoftling along. What? He's our assistant O line coach. He was the head O line coach for the Titans. He's coming here as an assistant. They had one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL in Tennessee, but they were banged up. Hoftling got a bad run. The Bears recognized it. This guy was the head there. He's willing to come here as an assistant because the staff's amazing and we're winning the Super Bowl. Hoftling, Bears, and assistant O-line. coaching turnover over there. You guys are sleeping on Hoftling. Okay. He could be the next Phil Snow. <laughs> Hoftling. Is Phil Snow still employed by the Bears? Do we know that? I mean, I, you should know that. I, You're the Phil Snow expert. I got to call over there. I don't know if, what snow's doing these days. I think he's still in the building. He's got It's starting to be spring. The snow is thawed. The snow is no, it's melting. The, the it's melting. The snow is 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 forming. He's he's seriously. He's, why we didn't do this show outside today is beyond me. Yeah, we we what's your thoughts outside. on Hoftaling? I have no thoughts on Hoftaling. <laughs> what kind of person is this? What kind of teammate? No thoughts on Hoftaling. Is that his picture? That's his picture. Yes, he looks like you with no hair. He looks like a. Is that not Greg Braggs? That is not Greg Braggs. It looks like Brian Urlacher with a beard. Hoftling. At any rate, I'm on it. Okay. Carm, everything left on our agenda is random stuff that you put out there. So whichever one you want to get to, we have super chats. All right, let's just let's just do let's just have the fun for a a second. Two hour show. Can we have fun here, Lawrence? You ready? Here we go. Well, we always can have fun. Here we go. So what do you want? So last night, as we started the show, I don't know if you're aware, but like this, fine. Last night, last night, there was this basketball game last yeah, night. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, Purdue, and somebody's somebody's wearing Purdue on the set of a Bear show because he's just that person. He's six. Worst win in Purdue history. Yeah. Worst win. Oh yeah, you guys wearing Ford. Fairly Dickinson shirts after the one of the worst. That was to troll you, life. and had nothing to do with Fairly Dickinson. But so <laughs> the point, the point, the point is that um, you know I. I had a power tennis match with Mayank last night. Mayank? My guy Mayank, who beat me for the 800 straight times. Did you have loss. to work the Northwestern game? I did work the Northwestern game. Tennis this was after a, that. This is after that. I went home. I watched like the last four minutes and into overtime. But then I, you know, then I had to go. So when the game was over. I run out the door. I missed Chris Collins getting teed up. I still haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Oh, my God. You missed the best part of the game. I missed the best part. Right. So I get in the car. I got my own video on it. I, no. no, we don't, I don't want to see that. Great. Um, I get in the car and I'm hearing that the, that they're shooting four free throws. I don't know why. And then I realize I don't have my phone. Oh no! I I'm halfway to the highway. I don't have my phone. I'm already late for tennis. So, you know, I I'm like you're naked without your phone. And so then I come back home and I check my phone, and then I had this. <laughs> Wow, I thought you'd answer the phone on my birthday, <laughs> calling you, and you'd go to voicemail? Not very nice. The F-U buttoned you? Woo, that's not nice. On your birthday? My birthday? 73 years old, I and, he get, and Barb gets the F-U You're button. You're supposed to respect Shady. your elders. Is this sore loser behavior, Mom? Well, maybe. Maybe? Maybe. What do you think? You think yeah. he's upset about the foul disparity? Probably. He's crying like Chris Collins was crying at the end of the game. <laughs> he was really crying. Yeah. No cry babies allowed. 
<laughs> dude, dude told his mother that I hit the FU button yeah. for, for mom yeah. while I'm driving out to tennis. Who I? What can, you owe me an apology. I don't know any apologies. Yes. I apologize for nothing. You owe me an apology. I, no apologies. Straight. I. You owe my mother an apology for not calling her back on her 73rd birthday so we could gloat to you. You didn't call back? I got home at 11 o'clock at night. We were still driving. Yeah, no, I did not call back. I didn't even think about calling <laughs> back. you were pouting, but then you sent a text to me and Hogue at midnight still yeah. complaining about the fog. Yeah, Purdue. Which I'll remind you, five minutes into the game, he was texting me that Purdue needed to stop crying about fouls and then proceeded to cry about fouls for the next 18 hours. Whatever. You didn't even respond to my text mid-game. Neither we were, did. like, cursing at each other the whole game through text. Yeah. I was definitely away from my I phone. I was sending him pictures during every timeout break while Chris Collins would work the refs. Your text came after 730, did it not? I can double check that. The free throws were 46 to 8. Mm -hmm. And you're telling me Chris Collins shouldn't have been upset? No. Chris Collins <laughs> came into the game and said, we are going to foul Zach Eady. We have 15 fouls to give on Zach Eady. So if that's your game plan, and then you get called for the fouls, you can't then complain about the fouls. That's their plan. That was their game plan. Okay. Right. Two right. fouls. So you those fouls weren't the problem. Well, there was one where the defender is straight up like this, and Edie hooks his arm, and they call the foul on the Northwestern guy. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the worst calls I've ever seen. I don't see you cry. Where's the bleeding heart for the two Mason Gillis fouls where he was straight up, and they got the call? Two, listen, you're yeah, you ain't going to say nothing about that because you're biased. Well, I've never even heard of Mason Gillis. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. like a country star. You, you, yeah. you know nothing about basketball, and your yeah. fan really? base is, is, is Really, I know nothing. I told you. I gave you 10 points. No, okay. I gave you. You wanted 13 You're and a half points yesterday, and I still gave you 10, which was large, and you should have taken it. It was easy money. You're a coward. You don't believe in your Northwestern Wildcats. I told you it was going to be a close game. I've told you for two years they're a tournament team. You don't believe in them because you're a loser, and you didn't get any money. End the show. I, I, uh, None of that is true, for the record. I, I wanted to bet the spread because you're a big talker, and big talkers I gave you 10 the, points, so you, you, you were coward. Un, you were unwilling to bet the spread because you're soft. You wouldn't bet it. And by the way, you were right not to bet it, so congratulations. You're right. I should have taken the 10. That's correct. You I know should've. what really sucks is that you guys didn't actually bet, and it was 8. You settled on 8, and then that the technical that foul, the free throws at the end. It wasn't the final score, 9. It was nine, yeah. Purdue won by nine. And I gave him 10. That would have been amazing if it flipped And I gave that. him 10. Fact, and he wouldn't take it. He wanted 13 and a half. The fact of the matter is, is you called me with your mother and said that, and, and you, 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 you will tell your mom that you were wrong and that you apologize no, for your own behavior. Me and my mother apologize for nothing. Barb. Love you, Barb. I would have answered if I knew it was you. All I know is that Purdue needed overtime to beat a team in which they had 46 free throws to eight. Cats. They missed 17 free throws. Yeah. That was brutal. How's that going to work in the tournament? Your team stinks. Looks like they're, the hacky Edie they're going, uh, they're, philosophy worked. I, they're, they're going They're going. We'll er, see. early out again. We'll see. No, there it is. He knows. Last okay. year, that's a, team, that's a game they lose last year. They're a little different. You guys need year. to have a bet on which team goes farther in the tournament. Last year, it's a game they lost. Last year, you, you beat Northwestern at home by 20. I'm just telling you. 
They're a little different this year. Lance Jones from Southern Illinois has been a nice addition. Never heard of him. Don't know who that is. That's because you don't know anything about any sport but football. So shut up. (laughs) Super chats. Barb, I would answer your call. You know about curling. Your son's a bad influence on you. Get rid of him. All right. Uh, 199 Super Chat. Purdue isn't that great. Arkansas beat them. Thank you, Matt. Yeah. Do you know what the hashtag is there? No chance. He's referring to Who picks who? I actually figured it out right before you. Yeah, I did. Do they hashtag that up? Yeah, I think they do. Who does? That was an exhibition game that literally is not even part of the schedule. God, I can't wait till Wisconsin beats Purdue on Sunday. The Duke. What's up, Duke? The Duke. The Duke out of nowhere with Sam Duke. Cook. I love it. Braggs versus Carm. Get blunted medieval armor and weapons and have at it on the next show. Make it happen, Law. <laughs> I think we should go to uh, Medieval Times. Have them on uh, jousting. That'd be great. I, I, There's got to be some competition in Vegas we could figure out next week. I walked in today. The guy was at the door downstairs cr- trying to karate chop me. I was no, on no, the I phone. Was, I was high kicking you. Yeah, whatever. It was but you terrible. Didn't know if I they get, have the combine drills at the NFL I, experience, you need to do all of them. I bet you didn't know I could pop you with, with a roundhouse. I, I was. I don't like question your... Insanity. Do you like the flexibility? <laughs> yeah, he's on the phone talking about real estate, and I'm just kicking him in the face. Right. I'm trying to live my life in a normal way, and, and this guy wants to go karate chop at 11 a.m. in his Purdue sweatshirt because he's six. Nine ninety nine football CF candy. I know you're. I know you have your own questions to ask polls, but could you ask him at the combine why they don't draft players? With production and focus more, and fo- and focus more on traits, missed out on Kobe Tuner Pruka. Devondre Sweat. Devondre Sweat, Devondre Sweat is, is a beast. All right, uh, yeah. Who, who's marking that down? Braggs, you will ask CF Candy's question. What am I asking? No, thing, we already did it. Never mind. I'll do it. I got. I got you, CF Candy. You're the best. Jackie, I'm free. Four ninety nine. Don't live close to Chicago, but one hundred percent happy to support you guys. You are the reason I became a diehard. This is our Jackie that we shouted out at the Jackie. Jackie. Listen when able to. My top three daily shows. Thanks. Appreciate you. That's awesome. That means a lot. Thank you very much. That's awesome. Continue to work hard for you. Um, H. Taraski. We'll go with that. Five dollars. Rely on the top end talent, and it's the responsibility of the org- organization to develop that appropriately at the NFL level. I think that probably goes back to the quarterback conversation we had off the top of the show. I'm assuming yep. yep, yep. St. Vinny, 1999. Just curious if you guys think that the first overall pick is priceless because of Williams, or do you think, uh, or do you think, if a team gives you up a ton for the pick, it would be worth it. Much love to the best win. That is the million-dollar question, St. Vinny. Well, I think that's the more fun exercise that maybe at some point we could have, you know, because this is a conversation that will never go away. But is there a limit or is there no limit? Is Do you have a price that you would actually meet? You know, and everybody throws out all these hypothetical scenarios of, of tradebacks. But what what is something that you would be willing I've to said move that, off? Yeah, I mean that's why people pick. people want to get on me for like not putting my foot my feet firmly, you know, down and toes down that I'm Caleb Williams. 
I'm not because if the Raiders want to get silly and throw Max Crosby into a deal with multiple first rounders, yeah, I'm picking up my phone. If I'm Ryan Poles, I want to hear. I want to saying yes. Depends on what he That's thinks. That's what I'm of saying. Depends. Like, where where's your line of yes? I'm trading it. it. I, I, you know, I, I think at some point we could we could do that show, and I think it'd be a fun exercise. Okay, great. I love it. Let's do it. Um, Arthur Healy. $2. If the Bears draft Caleb, does 7 and 10 get Flus fired? No. Depends how they get there, but most likely no is my initial reaction. It's possible. We'll certainly be doing uh, should he be fired show if that's the case. Uh, Michael Rodzina, $20. If we draft Williams, I'm completely behind it, even if sad about fields, but we can't do it under the reset the QB room theory. You can't expect a quarterback to win a Super Bowl on a rookie deal. It's incredibly rare. See you guys in Vegas. All right, Michael. <clears throat> okay. We're going to have a meetup. We'll, Wednesday, we're going to try to set up a meetup on Wednesday. That's what Hoag said. Wednesday meetup, 6 to 8 p.m. We'll give you a location when we can give Maybe you a location. some heavy hitters might roll through. The, the um, flip side to that, Michael, though, however, is that it's also – and a lot of QBs have gotten in the Super Bowl on the rookie deal. Didn't Mahomes, wasn't Mahomes still on his rookie deal, the first Super Bowl they won? I mean, I, yep. doesn't he always go to the Super Bowl? Yeah. I don't know. It seems like he's supposed to have won one. But if you look at quarterbacks who are on their second or later deals, you know, the ones that take up all the salary cap room, look, go look at who they are recently. Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Greatest, might be the end of being the greatest. Uh Tom Brady currently is the GOAT. He was also taking less money in years to facilitate facilitate the cap situation. That's part of why at the end he was like, I'm going to go. Um, and then the other one recently is Matthew Stafford, who basically they acquired in a perfect situation. They mortgaged everything. And if they hadn't won it right then and there, they were going to fall off a cliff like they basically did the last couple of years and especially last year. So it's also incredibly rare to win it with a quarterback who's getting paid top-end salary cap money unless they're also Hall of Fame quarterbacks. So it's, it doesn't really matter how you look at it. The point is, in this league these days, you need a very special quarterback. Yep. That was a massive roll of the dice that worked out, and even though it worked out, I still yeah. question the logic behind it. Well, and the worst place to be is paying a quarterback, top-end salary cap money, and they're not Hall of Fame caliber. Try being Cleveland. Let's guarantee... Well, sure, but Cleveland's worse. You mortgaged a bunch of picks, and you gave Deshaun Watson $230 Mm. guaranteed money. Guaranteed. Guaranteed, Chuck. Fully. and, And he's just a shadow of himself. And hurt. All right. Kevin, how do we say it today? How about Mac? Kevin Mac? Kevin, you let us know how to pronounce it. We want to get it right. Masahuski. Bang. I'm a new diehard. Let's go, Kevin. Let's go. You got to do a Mike Breen bang there. Go for it. Bang. Bang. Hashtag bear down. Hashtag take back the north. Hashtag new diehards. We appreciate you. Bragg loves to bang. Had to make it weird again? Yep. Did. Tito. (laughs) 
Can I, you know. Tito, what's say his last name? It's Piscor. Piscor. <laughs> I guarantee you that's not what it is. <laughs> that's definitely not $5. it. $5. The team has too many holes. Polls will do what GMs do uh, and build, which means trading the pick. Don't got to pay fields for two more years. Hashtag build the team. We shall see. TP, coming straight. The super fan disciple. $1.99 super chat. Punting is winning. <laughs> go Hawks. Go Hawkeyes. There you go. We're going to fight, fight, fight for Iowa. We're going to cheer until we hear the final gun. Congrats on the new OC, the former head coach at Western Michigan. Hey, yeah, not great. Not great. I mean, they waited three months to make that hire. And, yeah, and by the way, all that. my buddy's kid goes to Western Michigan. They hated that guy. So yeah. good yeah. job. In heaven, there is no beer. That's why we drink it here. Even Lawrence like Love was it. approving my song selection there. Because, you know, go Iowa. And by the way, Nick yesterday in our chat was talking about, he said the Hamburger Inn. It's Hamburg Inn. Come on, Nick. That's Joseph San, San Giovanni. Uh, you know what those are? The CHF? $20. No. 20 Swiss francs. $20 francs. Swiss francs. No dollar. 20, $20 Swiss francs. I don't know. Uh, this is a good question, Joseph, for uh, Nick tomorrow. is something I was going to ask, but I figured we'd just save it for tomorrow's show. Nick and Will will be on their usual Friday Chicago Audible show here coming up tomorrow on CHGO Bears at noon, uh, 12 p.m. Central. He asked, Joseph asked, any of the safety standing out? I feel like you can get a sense of for their coverage skills. And that's certainly something I'm interested in knowing if, if Eddie Jackson were to move on from this team, that's a hole they're going to have yeah. to fill. What's some of your favorite cities in Switzerland? Basel. Are you a big, uh, are you a, you know, a Zurich guy, Geneva, Which, Interlock, and what do you think? Geneva. Yeah, you're, that's what I figured. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, uh, I love how you just Googled cities in yeah. Switzerland. Just 20, ask 20 Swiss francs. That's good for us. That's a 23 Which American one's your dollar. favorite oh, city? Huh? I haven't been. Yeah. I'd love to go with you. Yeah, why, why are you quizzing me while you Google it? Because it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of fun, it's Big Cram. $20. Just log back in on Twitter after hiatus. Apparently, there's a Caleb click and a Fields cult, and it's <laughs> cool to show off your firearms. <laughs> Braggs, get your people, man. What happened to the fan base I love? Yeah, if you guys would please stop threatening us with murdering us for football Seriously. opinions, that'd be sweet. <laughs> that would be really nice. Yeah. Taking it's, pictures with guns saying we know where it. you live. We're is, working on it. Is, it's uh, football. We know how much this means to you. We got it. Please don't kill us. Thank you. Hands down, $20 on a limited schedule at Big Brown this weekend. Enjoy being able to tune in into the live shows and popping into and participating in the Die Hard chat. Uh, become a CHGO Die Hard. Thanks for all you guys do at CHGO. You're the man, hands down. Love it. That is awesome. The more hands down, the better. Kevin's, Kevin's helping us out here. Kevin's My back. name is... Ma Mashiski. Mashayeski. 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 Kevin Mashayeski. Got it. There we go. Law, if you could spell that out for us every Kevin single time. Kevin Mashayeski. Kevin Mashayeski. You're the man, Kevin. Mashayeski. We'll try to remember that. Yeah. That's going to be tough. The Duke. I'll remember it. I, I got it. I don't forget anything. Yeah, you're cute. Mashayeski. That's, that's Mine's like hard. a steel trap. 
The Duke, $20 super chat. If you guys are taking audience questions for the GM, just ask him who he's drafting at one or if he's trading the pick. Have you ever thought of that? <laughs> we could just get an answer. Duh. Super chat in sarcastic font. I did one. make that. I, I said to Hogue that I was considering doing that at the combine, phrasing it like, you know, Ryan, I'm, I'm assuming you, I'm sure you haven't thought about this yet, but what are you doing with the number one pick? <laughs> like, you know, Ryan, you're being very selfish. I figured I would stand okay. right in between Dan like, Weeder and Patrick Finley and go, you know, Ryan, I know you probably haven't thought about this yet, but what are you going to do with the number one pick? It is amazing how much. watch I get elbowed in the face. Bears media loves you. <laughs> <laughs> they have massive respect for what you do. I don't think they're throwing elbows. Who's the most likely to throw an elbow at Bryce? Jason Leisure, for I, sure. I thought Leisure, maybe a little, yeah. Jason Not Cronin. I don't know, she might uh, pop it on. It would be one of the photogs. For sure. Oh. oh, Dwight. You mess with Ike, he'll Ike. crack you. Yeah, Dwight. Dwight's Dwight's not a good. Addition. Jason's definitely the one that scares me the most out of ever. And I'm sure he's a nice guy. Like he's never done anything personally to scare me. But it's yeah, just like his aura is so serious. You haven't seen when Emma gets fired up. Chris Emma. Yeah. He's such a he's a sweetheart. I can't I, I can't see it. I'm telling you, I haven't seen when he gets mad. Watch out. Okay. Emma, okay. underrated anger. Kieran McKay, five Canadian dollars. Hogue is Sion Vaki. Oh, Sion Vaki. Um, I don't know. I haven't gotten there, man. I'm sorry. Good on special teams. Filled in at running back versus USC and Cal. Also, John, uh, the Powers Johnson, Jackson Powers Johnson, right? Yeah, center from Oregon equals brick, brick, brick Tamlin. I love Lamp. I had Jackson Powers Johnson super high up on the 20 that we released this morning. Let's make sure you become a diehard and you can find out where Hogue has them. Well, remember, a lot of it has to do with Bears needs specifically. So wherever he's at on some other team's boards, I hope he's higher on the Bears board. Mm -hmm. Because they need a center. Please draft a center. Kevin Carlson, $20. With the new O coaching hires for the Bears, there shouldn't be any more excuses for the QB, right? 2024... This uh, O has to come out with an identity scheme that makes sense. 2022, they didn't. And 2023, they didn't. Please, 2024. I could keep going back. 2021, they didn't. Yeah. 2020, they didn't. 2019, they didn't. 2018, they sort of halfway did. Mm -hmm. And in 2017, their identity was to have a bunch of really bad wide receivers out there with a rookie quarterback. Nice. That was good times. Sioni Vaki is the son of Polini Vaki and the late Otto Oda Vaki. <laughs> and <laughs> he returned. <laughs> he returned. What school did he play for? I know. I mean, Utah. He, 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 he got yeah. there after a two year. Uh, Karmapedia. It's not Karmapedia. Well, sure it is. Two year, two year church mission. Guy's got some solid relation with the Almighty. I like him. So there's an older prospect too. Sioni Vaki. Steven go. M. Ten dollars. Why wouldn't play, why would playoffs not be the expectation for Flus and Caleb next year? He'll have a better team than Fields has ever had, and a supposedly competent OC. Flus fired if we don't make it. Could be right, Steven. Um, I love this late Duke out of nowhere. I thought we lost the Duke for a period of time, and now he's just back out of a good one. Back with with the a Duke, vengeance. Five dollars hotel. 
You guys do this. Hotel de Balance in Weinmarkt, Switzerland. Right on the water, mountains in the distance, old European feel. That's where I'd go, Braggs. Okay. We'll go together, Duke. I mean, do you think do you think the Duke's just chilling in Switzerland one of these days? I do. Yeah. He's definitely watched at least one of our shows from Switzerland. He might be in Switzerland right now. It's amazing. Yeah. Elliot 970, Braggs versus Wooten on the bench press. Who reps more? That's easy. Me. Oh, God. Spaghetti arm Woot. Don't stand a chance. Oh, okay. Now Mr. you, Mr. Now Noodle you. Arm. Come on now. It's Come a, on now. It's the same level take of you and not just owning up to the fact that Purdue stole a basketball game last night that they didn't deserve. It's all right. Duke's been traveling. Got to go, Hogue. Yeah, I'm. I've been ready. Okay. Well, ready for Vegas. Listen, uh, Nick's gonna have a phenomenal show coming back from the Senior Bowl tomorrow, and then on Monday we are live from Vegas. We have got already some phenomenal guest booked. I am so excited. I mean, all I really I know, am. I yeah, I can imagine. I I'm I can't wait to spend a week with you. I'm getting to the airport early. Are we are we bunking you two? What's going on? No I have nope. chance. Nope. I'm with Carm or nobody. <laughs> I have a f- proposal for who's ever with me because I can, think we can talk I'm hoping it's Hogue because I think Hogue will do my proposal. What is it? We'll, we'll talk about it off air. <laughs> I think I have an elite proposal. I'm a little nervous. I think I want a different roommate. <laughs> no, no, you're going to like this one. Vegas is going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you're tuning in all week long. A lot and, of and sweet that, guests. That's if right. You, we, we're we doing the roommate thing, so there's going to be amazing amount of stories. And, yes, we are we, we will be on the search, Dylan, for the arguable goat. Arguable goat. If, 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 he, if the arguable goat shows up this week, I'm going to get up off the set and hug him. So I hope the cameras can turn. Bring the hat. I'm going straight to Joe's. Going right for him. Drew, Bla- Drew Black said, who agreed to let Braggs go to Vegas? Great question. I agree. We were not consulted. I actually actively tried to get it to not go. <laughs> CF Candy asking if we read the Super Chat. Yeah, we did. Yes, we did. This was the one that was about asking polls why they don't draft players of production focus. And yes, we did answer that. We did. We did. We did. All right. Uh, well, we're not going to Vegas yet. We have another show tomorrow. Will and Nick will take you into the weekend. Uh, Nick will be back from his week-long excursion. And uh, I'm sure he'll have a lot of thoughts. All these prospects. Fired up for the show tomorrow. And to bring Poppy to Vegas. I hope you're excited about what? it. Bring the dog. That'd be epic. There's absolutely no chance you're bringing the dog. Poppy wants to go. I talked I to her about it, it last night when we were oh. spooning. She's all in. I'd be your roommate if that was the case. Okay. This show's over. I appreciate each and every one of you. Go okay. become a diehard. Go check out the top 20 in our Bears 100. Hashtag. Show tomorrow at noon. We'll see you in Vegas on Monday. Hashtag Poppy to Vegas. We all silly like the mayor. 